This is Jack Dempsey. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Virtual Dumpness Podcast. I am PJ Alex, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, and I'd like to welcome you to this special episode. I think they're all kind of special at this point because I had a conversation with Miles and Marcus of the Bar Theory Podcast, and we had such a good time talking and went so in-depth, we ended up talking for four hours. So instead of torturing you with four hours of a podcast, I decided to break this up into a couple different episodes. Uh, three three to four episodes. It's probably going to end up being three. The first of which was our Election Day special, where we talked about Instagram and uh, our favorite accounts and artists. And we talked about some of the technology that was going into the election and and things that were swirling around for those midterm elections. That was posted last week on Election Day. Um, So now this is a continuation of that conversation. We're going to be talking music and tons of music. And you guys finally got me to listen to this damn Logic album. So you'll hear our conversation. Sit back, relax, and please look out for Bar Theory coming soon. So we join our conversation talking about music, starting with talking about Burning Man. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I also, I, I want to, I've said a number of times, podcast, off podcast, on podcast, I want to do Burning Man. It's always the week of my birthday, and it's something that truthfully interests the shit out of me. Yeah, man. I would think you would probably enjoy it. Never going to catch me there. <laughs> Minus the whole thing you told me yesterday about crowds, like I think you would enjoy Burning Man. It feels a little too lawless to me. That's good. I mean, it's not like there's a. Mm, a, I don't like how you said that. It's not like there's a a Burning Man murder mystery at this point. No, no, I just (laughs) (laughs) like I. I mean, I've done the whole man sleeping outside kind of thing. So I enjoy it. I don't know if I want to do it in the middle of the desert, but like four. That's why you and then prepare. where? And I know that what else is there to do at Burning Man other than be a hippie? Why you sound so upset about that? Did you want to do your taxes there? What do you? <laughs> what are your options, nigga? It's like, a party, yeah. I mean, it's it's an it is art nine days music though. festival. It's you don't have to go the entire time, right? Every person I've talked to is like, we went for a portion. Yeah. Um. I think it's about the interactions as a whole and just appreciating the art 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 culture and music culture. What I mean, what artists perform there? A lot. Like mainly okay, it's not necessarily gonna be Schoolboy Q. It's gonna be your EDM artists, like you might see a a, a danger mouse set for the fuck of it. Mm-hmm. You might see a a uh what's the, what's the is it marshmallow head? What is the, the I don't know their names. I know who you're talking about. Though. You know who I'm talking about, yeah. Or a Dead Mouse performance yeah. at a tent that is over here that nothing is announced. Bieber might pop up. Is that fun to you? Like, I'm out here in the desert, nothing is announced. I might just miss the artist that I was hoping maybe get to see because I didn't know. But I'm sure there's... there's See, and this is why we need to have somebody on the podcast that actually know, I know knows somebody, this I man. know somebody, so we can get somebody on. I know, yeah, I know two people who, who have gone... Three people, two black, one white. I'd like to get the black news perspective. <laughs> because I fully expect, like, I'm just down to do some shit that is just odd. Yeah. What are you going to bring with you? What's up? 
if water, food, because you got to supply everything yourself. Right, and and I felt like I, I feel like think, you have to barter too. You I do, would, yeah. So I like, would, what, so I mean, what do you what do you bring in a barter? I would think that toilet you would paper. like this as like a tra- a challenge. A lot of people say toilet paper. Like the people I've talked to are like, yo, toilet paper is like gold. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that fun? Like, okay, maybe it's not fun that toilet paper is. Gold. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you're not gonna enjoy, it, man. You're 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 going out trying to but figure out what you're gonna but give you, somebody for toilet. Paper. But it but it's more of like the like knowing that ahead of time, like that's the fun of it. It's like I'm gonna go and it's gonna be nine days. It's gonna be like a different world where I gotta barter and trade and basically I'm living like an older time. That feels like. And I'm then I think the principles <laughs> of of Burning Man, like the the principle of radical inclusion, mm-hmm. where they can't. If you had, like, this is the thing that has gotten people barred in the past. Like, if you have a tent that is, if you're a billionaire and you bring this tent and you say, oh, only my friends can get in. They ask you not to come back the next year. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you have to include everybody, you have to bring, and like, and it's that, that whole change in thought of, we, we live in a society where it's like of radical exclusion, where it's like the more exclusive something is, the more that it's heralded as awesome. Yeah. That the fact and it, it and it's really funny that Burning Man is principle of radical inclusion, but the tickets are really hard to get. So it's kind of funny to me. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like Are they hard to get or expensive? I think they're about the same price as Coachella tickets. Okay. So like three, four hundred bucks, but they're just difficult to get. How? Like there's a lottery system. And then I think you are you have higher precedence in the lottery if you've been before. Mm. So that's why people are able to go year after year and then people can add on. So they buy a, a segment of tickets knowing that they're gonna be selling some of them. Okay. Type of type of thing. Um that's what I've understood, and then you can have so many people. So like I said, I, I don't know the, the full specifics because I, I haven't like said I was going to engage in this until I felt one that I was physically ready to go because I feel like I've been out of the gym and out of shape and not eating right to get myself to a point where I can just fuck it not eat for two days and do shrooms or something but (laughs) but I felt like I needed to do that in order to also are you going to burn like are you going to Burning Man with the intention of doing shrooms and being on hallucinogenics, like in that, I feel like it, it all kind of can fly in the face of your experience. It's just like Coachella. It's, it sounds like two degrees worse than Coachella. That's exactly what it. What, from my understanding, it is. Yeah, because Coachella is majorly planned. It's very well planned. Like I, that is the extreme of. It's very, very, very well planned. One of the best things. That, one of the best ever production I've ever seen. It is production wise and organizationally like the way they get people in and out. It's amazing how well the well put together Can Coachella. Take is. care of incidences. I've been twice. As I've only seen one incident, and it was taken care of so quickly that it was like a non-event. <laughs> it was a big event because they literally like ran through somebody, knocked somebody down, tackled somebody, took them to the ground. Wow! But shuffled. What them did out. they do? I think it was somebody who was wilding, either too drunk or was selling drugs or something. And security was trying to grab him, and he like took off running, mm-hmm. decked this lady, and but wow. ended up getting like tackled and taken out. I what, think a, I think 
And I think I saw something similar, mm-hmm. but it was handled, like you said, so swiftly, so yeah, on top of it. And like that, being able to do that and to keep everything falling is people don't realize like how much goes into just making you get from point A to point B. Oh yeah, at, at, at a show like Coachella, that huge. leaving after the last show at the end of the night happens so smoothly. It's creepy. Hey man, I've worked on shows like festivals. Just getting people who have been there over and over again as artists, mm-hmm. like visual artists, like to leave in the in the proper way is a is Nightmare. a planned <laughs> thing that never goes the way you expect it. Mm-hmm. When you're leaving Coachella, you leave the way they want you to leave, and it feels orderly. Yep, two hundred thousand people orderly moving out. Yeah. Whether you're going to the Uber, whether you're going to a uh, uh, shuttle, whether you're going to the parking lot. Right. And you get out. Yeah. It is quite amazing. In the middle of the desert. Yep. And then, Coach, I, and so I don't know how, I would imagine it that Burning Man is that organized. You think so? I th- To have principles like, and I think they layer their rules on top of making that order happen. Okay. And because it's like radical inclusion, radical self-reliance, um, leave everything how you found it mm. or better. Okay. And I think, and there's some other, there's like seven or five principles total, maybe 12. I don't fucking know mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but they, that, that's what I believe leads into what is important at Burning Man. And that's why it moves smoother. Because I haven't heard of anybody ODing out of Burning Man. Mm-hmm. I knew I was there the year one chick OD'd at Coachella. Mm. And didn't hear about it till the next, until like I got home. Yeah. It wasn't like this big announcement or anything. So. Not that I know, but I feel like it's harder. I feel like the Coachella thing is a MDA. Molly kind of environment and Coachella sounds more I mean and Burning Man sounds more of like a uh, LSD LSD kind of environment and I I heard about one person doing ketamine Mm, okay well (laughs) I remember reading one article where it was talking about which drugs are safest and shrooms LSD are far safer than MDMA and coke I saw a girl which are also far safer than like alcohol and tobacco true Wait, um, wait, what? What yeah, was that? It's crazy, right? Yeah, I actually saw a girl take her first bump of coke at Coachella. The first time I was there, I was sitting there behind these two people waiting for. I think I don't know. Nas is no Nas is when four twenty hit. That was this was different. I forget who was the the headliner. I think Outkast maybe. Mm-hmm. And this guy is telling this girl, so you just stick your finger into the bag and you pull out a little mound and then you just. <laughs> and, and then we'll see how you feel in a couple minutes. Yeah, you <laughs> and I was like, "Oh!" And that—that's when it hits you at Coachella for me, at least. That's when it hit me. I was like, "Oh, shit's real." Yeah, like it's a different place. This is a different place. First time I was there, we were sitting next to some people who were doing uh, a drug. They—they they described it to us. It was like acid, but it only lasts like a few minutes. But it feels like several hours. DMT? Yes. DMT is the one thing that scares you. I've listened to many accounts of DMT. Mm-hmm. And 
Tim Ferriss called it the the crack of hallucinogenics. Hallucinogenics. <laughs> <laughs> and we should, we should, you, should, you should do it. That doesn't sound like anything I should get anywhere near. <laughs> he was like, he's done, because he, like he's done ayahuasca and he's big in hallucinogenics, Tim Ferriss. What was that? Ayahuasca is a plant or cactus? I mean, cactus is a. <laughs> oh, that's the Native American one. Yeah. Nice. Ayahuasca. And the, it, it, it has been used a lot in um, radical uh, opioid treatment. Mm hmm. Where you basically go, and the thing is that it makes you vomit a lot, though. That's the oh, big, like, super drawback cool. to it. But, I mean, if, if, is that opposed to heroin addiction? So, <laughs> uh, MDA just got approved for uh, PTSD treatment, I believe. Really? I think so. That's interesting. Yeah. Man. But um, Iowa, he's done ayahuasca, he's done LSD, he's done psilocybin mushrooms, Um and he talks about it a lot. He's done a couple of different episodes. And his episode of the Tim Ferriss show with uh, the dude who does Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia mm-hmm. is extremely interesting. <clears throat> like, their conversation <clears throat> is really interesting. Um, just because they're such big proponents of psychedelics, drugs, and, and drugs in general that are helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, he also has a... His his buddy who the reason why I got into Tim Ferriss was because of Kevin Rose, um, takes l- very low dosage lithium every once in a while hmm. for um, mood stabilization and just overall happiness. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's apparently a New York Times article which I have not taken the time to read. It's uh, um, maybe we it, it, the title of the article is something like maybe we all just need a little lithium. <laughs> and it's just it's interesting to me wouldn't it be crazy if it was just that simple man wouldn't it like Donald Trump just needed a little bit more lithium who knows and or or all these fucking mass shooters that are just well, I mean fuck not, not on your show I'm sorry I won't <laughs> oh you can sound off motherfucker like I don't no. look. I don't care I can edit it <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> that'll be something that'll be something that we can get into on bar theory yeah, there you go absolutely there you go <laughs> gotta set up the plug man I'm trying to put you in there <laughs> more excited about it like yeah bar theory we'll talk about white terrorists <laughs> man <laughs> good commercial I had a I had a whole conversation on Facebook about incels because people didn't know what they were man that whole Incels are fucking weird. That'll be a whole. We need a whole internet show. I love incels. That's I love, a different take. No, I love, yeah, that's unique. It's it's not the kind of love where it's like, no, I really support you. It's more of just like, you're a thing. <laughs> like you're a human being who got so wrapped up in what was going on with themselves and what people told you on the internet that you started to believe this. And that's a, like, that's a, it's a very interesting kind of thing to think about, like, there are people out here that drove them to this, to this place. Like, I'm going to be an incel. Like. It's weird. Yeah. It's one of those things, I think, like, you read about incels, it's like, I have, like, you know, I got a little bit in common here, there, maybe, just on right on the surface. But then you keep reading, you're like, no, I'm not like that. No. And I don't want to be anything like that. Nope. Right. So. 
For those uh, keeping score at home, incel means involuntary celibate, and it's Wait, a community. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it is a community of said motherfuckers online that banded together and gave themselves a name, pretty much, of the, those that live involuntarily celibate, meaning they can't get, get pussy laid at all. Oh. Which uh, one of those guys? I'm pretty sure we, he could probably be described as an incel. He shot up a yoga studio. On oh yeah, he he was actually they found like evidence of him talking on incel forums. Yeah, and shit. And he shot up the yoga studio because the girls were too what? they were too aggressive. Too I don't I can't remember. It was something to do about just women. Women. Yeah. yeah. We shouldn't focus our time talking about that. <laughs> talking about incels? No, that's exactly what we need to be talking about. Like, we don't need to be talking about... What's the solution for that? Giving them pussy? Uh, the FBI needs to investigate them like they did the Black Panthers. Yes. <laughs> also, you mean shoot, up them, shoot, shoot them up? And... I'll just say exactly what I said again. The FBI needs to investigate them like they did the Black Panthers, specifically Fred Hampton. <laughs> also, legalized prostitution, man. Not yeah, that's hurt. Thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's when it, like, this is a great argument for it. It's, it's ridiculous. But, okay, so we talked about Diddy a little bit. We talked about our favorite artist going to Burning Man, mm-hmm. which will lead us over, and we've been talking a long time. I don't know if you guys have realized it, but it's been a really good conversation. Yeah. So what I may do with this is split this into two episodes, two, three episodes. But I'm going to round out. <laughs> two, three. <laughs> Nigga, we've been talking we a lot. tech, a TV, and a music episode. Yes. Uh so let's talk about music. Yeah, good lord. So, lastly, so we have both representative of knowing what's going on mainstream and not knowing what's going on mainstream, <laughs> kind of on his own accord, We're which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> so, uh, let's just... How far do you want to go back? I mean... We've been... Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I we can kind of cover. We did Lupe, though, didn't we? We did Lupe. We did T.I. We did... Yeah. Um, I forget the other person was that we talked about that episode. One person... One thing that I have been promising the people is my thoughts, notes, and arguments on Logic's album. Oh, that's good. So we can kind oh, of... Oh, because we left off on that because you said you weren't going to listen to him. Yes. Well, I and I've, I relented. And he's from Philly. He's from Virginia. Oh, he's from Virginia. Oh, that's what he, oh, yeah, he does come to DMV. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's don't put that on us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe could we be. will take credit for Meek Mill, Lil Dicky, <laughs> and Lil Uzi Vert <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, I got a state property, Beanie Siegel. Oh yeah, we have we have yeah, classics yeah, in the in the yeah, chamber. Yeah, good. Especially Free Free's album was. And okay. then not to discriminate, but Eve is a good rapper too. Guys. Yes. <laughs> And I will also put out there that the only reason I knew, and this is, the, I'm going to get killed for this, but the only reason I knew about Pastor Troy before I got to college Ms. was Miss Jade. Miss Jade. Jade had a fire album, niggas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who you guys are talking about. We know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think. Um, We're going to have this conversation in two parts. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be current. <laughs> And everything Jonathan listens to. <laughs> Just to kind of... So, I'm trying to... I'm actually looking... I'm actually sitting here looking for trying it. to find my notes on... 
logic. Yes, on logic. If not, I think I can just push through and figure it out because I had some good notes. Yeah. And I listened to it. I listened to it. It's not terrible. It's not a bad album. Do I think he kind of harps on certain things? Yes. Can I fault him for that? No. Are you talking about the last project or just him overall? Both. Mainly, I want to focus on the last project because if I don't, then I'll go into the diatribe of why I don't like him that much. So, So with this project, it's like, uh, this is, it's supposed to be like, he's got a mixtape kind of series that he has, mm -hmm. Young Sinatra mixtape piece that he's got, which obviously I didn't know there was a difference between that and his albums because they basically are all kind of boom bap centric. But I guess it's more of an organic piece of going back into, um, you know, older rap, that 90s rap. Um, and it's got Wu-Tang on there, which I am surprised that that happened. It just, I just imagine them in the, in the 90s getting them together. But as they're adults with kids and other shit to get together, for them to all get together or even send something together. Just to call all of them is a big deal. So them having them on there is pretty a big deal. And uh, so that represents that older time period, but but he's a good rapper. <laughs> yeah, but he's corny though. I mean, he he, he is that corny. He's, bi- he's a what's it? Not bilingual, but biracial. biracial. He's biracial. You're not going to hear about that. That was the theme of his last album. It was, which was kind of overtly like it was like if you listen to him as a fan, he'll mention it. But like here, <laughs> it's like. No, I, I'm I'm a nigger and I have a white mom like that. That was his whole thing, and then it's annoying. He's a good rapper. He's got, but he also steals a lot from Cole, Lupe. Like he's got their all flows. That is my biggest problem yeah. with Logic is that everything he does has been done by somebody else before better, mm-hmm. and. Especially, so we can even go in the main thing that made this album stand out, which was the Wu Tang feature. Yeah, which was good. Even though I'm, I guarantee you, you ask Ghostface who Logic is, he's not gonna know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but he also Drake did it. Drake did Wu Tang forever three albums ago. Was was it three albums ago? But but did he have Wu Tang on there? I thought he got. He got a few of them. On. He got a few of them. So on Ghostface, Raekwon, and like Method Man are the easy accessible ones. Like their yep. phones work, they respond. I feel like RZA. I feel like Jizza. I feel like these niggas. Like you gotta, you gotta go up to to the Bronx to see. You gotta go. You gotta go to Staten Island. <laughs> you gotta knock on a nigga's door. You gotta get permission. I feel like it's a lot harder for the entire Wu Tang to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like Raekwon's a manager. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like Jizza has a, a nigga that you got to go to the corner store and like ask a deli man, "Hey, have you seen Jizza recently?" You know that type of shit. So it's a big deal. Which is, I mean, people forget Logic also has a lot of money, and he's he white. Does. And and he did that off of three two albums, three albums. Yeah, but he also did it off of Internet. making the sympathy song. He he. Well, that album, the last album that was sold a lot, but the last two ones were platinum too. He was yeah. the highest selling uh, Def Jam artist for a while. Oh, that just makes me angry on the inside. 
<laughs> because he, like I said, he did it with stealing the flow of whoever was on the song with him. And sure. so you can hear that on the Big Sean track that he had on a couple albums back. He did it on the Gambino track yeah, that he had a couple it. back. He does it on Iconic, which, nigga, he came, <laughs> Jaden Smith's song is Icon, and then you come out with a song with Jaden Smith called oh, Iconic? Icon. Yep. I don't think Jaden Smith signed off on that. So have you Just seen- my own personal hatred. Which is okay, dog. I hate people all the time for no reason. This is true. Um, I think uh, if you have you seen the uh, Netflix doc Rapture on Logic? No, I haven't. Okay, because well, I started watching um, rap. Rhapsody. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a, there's another. There's oh, another the the, the hip hop uh, history yeah. one, which is which is also very good. Too. That was fucking awesome. It's a, yeah, it's really good. Um, but no, if you watch that, that's gonna help you understand who he is. Like he's basically a nerd mm-hmm. who studies different flows and studies different things to sell. Like he knows, like I'm not the coolest, I'm not the whatever, mm-hmm. but I know how to rap because he actually studies like flows. He studies tempos. Like if you talk to him, he sounds like a legit lyrical nerd so it makes sense when he kind of you know gets on a song with with you know lupe or gets a song with j cole like even like is even on the last mixtape the, the one of the songs is like yeah this is j cole flow or he makes the same uh ad-libs as j cole it says it out loud like it's, it's got the j cole type beat it's just like to him it's more so like i'm just showing you i can do it or like i'm just showing you that i got the flow and i can do it yeah but if you're gonna be taken seriously why can't you do things yourself and he also, like, he's a nerd. You think he went to Breakfast Club and did, like, a Rubik's Cube thing shit? Which was done by a dude on YouTube before he did that. <laughs> Either way, him, he's just a nerd. And I guess it go all goes into the theme of logic and the name logic. And it's just a nerd. You got to, I like him more knowing that he's a nerd. You guys have actually made me like, like logic a little bit more now. And and even and musically, though. Maybe it's just nerdy. Maybe I think that's it is. What's boiling inside me. I get, I get your point. Unlike I, how I hate Tyga, it's nerd hate. Of why I hate Logic? We're, we're spoiled when we would think of like a nerd like Lupe, but like mm-hmm. if you run up on Lupe, like you gotta run up on Lupe. Like Lupe will, will fucking fuck you up. Like Lupe is like a real <laughs> nigga below. Like, but see now, like Logic is the difference. Where it's like he's a nerd, but he's really a nerd. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? So it's like that's a big difference in terms of culture we gotta get used to. Where it's like niggas ain't gotta be hard no more. Like. This is true. I mean, it, like, that's what Lil if, Dicky, if Lil, Lil, look at Lil Dicky said that on uh, the track of Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah. Lupe is nerdy as fuck, but he's not gonna pull up to Breakfast Club doing Rubik's Cube. Even though you do it at home, but he's not, like, he just has that aura of, like, I can't be lame. And that logic's like, hey, I can be lame. And even, yeah, just, even musically, like, his last song's produced on No ID. Like, it's, the music's good. Yeah, it's last, not. It's good. Yeah, sonically, it's not bad. I feel like he harps on certain things, and I can't remember. And the thing that's killing me is that I, I can't remember exactly what I. There was one thing that is repeated throughout this album, and it's it, the last album. It was I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. I'm yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. Um, this album, it was I think I want I want a legacy. I want a legacy, culminating in the song Legacy. Valid. Where he says that a thousand times, and I'm like, so I think well, damn I, it. I think you're alive because you see through the bullshit. Like you, you see through the like, like he's literally doing that shit on purpose. Like yeah. you know what I mean? He's like, I'm coming on this album. They're not going to like, and like you see it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like this is fuck shit. Maybe that's why you're not a part of the allure. It's like if Jeezy did really didn't sell drugs. Like man, you're just yelling. Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's it's like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't really see the, the vibe, but like you gotta be in it. Yeah, and it drives me nuts, but. 
I'll give it to him. I see why people like him. Yeah. For me, yeah, I don't like him. I'm not a fan. Like I would go to a lot of shows. I like. I wouldn't. I don't mind listening to him. Yeah, and I wish. Like I said, I wish he had original ideas. And because <laughs> <laughs> even with the the screenplay, yeah. the fucking screenplay, Charles Gambino came out with a screenplay for because of the internet, which was actually really fucking good. Because mm. if you read it along with listening to the album. But he also kind of went off the deep end with the. You had to wait for his mixtape to come out to put a code into the code of his website to get to a link to get to a download. I remember it. reading about some stuff like that. I got over. Oh that. yeah, there's a Reddit thread. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. I got over that mystery internet stuff after Lost. <laughs> yeah, wait, I don't know if people remember. Lost had a lot of that kind of thing going on. The TV show. Yeah. They had a lot of like you would be watching the show, go to commercial, then they would have a commercial that was for Lost. That would have a website. You go to the website and you just figure out little Easter eggs here and there. And they had things wow. like that throughout See, the C series. I missed that by not watching Lost as it happened. Yeah. Because I watched the first season of Lost, then I miss like half of the second season tried to come back in impossible mm-hmm. so I waited till it ended and then watched the whole thing missed all of it I didn't yeah I missed all different of codes the website would evolve every week yeah that's really cool actually it was it was cool but <laughs> it's I'm, really fucking cool <laughs> I'm over I'm over people playing with me via internet mysteries I can I can I can understand that completely I can completely understand that so to put a button on logic Thank you, but it's not for me, but I understand why people like it. Yeah. And that'll hopefully satisfy people. That's fair. Um What 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 else has come out that that of note? Did you uh do we uh well we could just quickly go through R and B since this is really a a down year for R and B. Really? Uh, you don't think so? Uh, There's some there's some There's there's good R and B out there, but it's not as plentiful. Like it's very few. That's true. Like, you know, of course you have Jameson. You gotta put that number one. <laughs> uh, you know, uh put out an album this year called Velvet. You're gonna he's gonna he's gonna be on the podcast just based on how much love you have for him. <laughs> I don't understand how you wouldn't have love. It's spelled J M S N. He's great. Extremely great vocalist. I wouldn't look at his visuals just yet. <laughs> uh he also looks like Jesus. Um, but he sounds like a kind of a Justin Timberlake soul vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, just an amazing voice. Um, East Atlanta Love Letter. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know how Apple or any of the streaming platforms can't understand what genre that is. Um, neither can I. I mean, he's a really good singer, good vibe, but he also has very good vocals. That's black, right? <laughs> black, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Six lot. <laughs> black. I found out. I found out on the on a podcast his name was Black, Black. <laughs> <laughs> which is only funny if you realize when his first album came out, they specifically only said produ- pr- pronounced Black like throughout all his and albums. the billboards That's and the billboards. billboards. I saw a billboard yeah. like right after the show. Was like, <laughs> pronounced Black. Um, controversial album of the year: Usher and Zaytoven. Um, really, I made it through four tracks. Um, that's that's the controversy. Like, it's like because I tried. If it's like these two niggas was hanging out, yeah, 
they got high and sitting and woke up with an album. Yeah, um, that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> and that's how he, he put it out on his birthday. So I guess it was supposed to be like kind of a birthday mix. Yeah, but I just didn't feel like it was that. There's a couple theories there, right? Mm-hmm. So Usher's just got to get back in the game post herpes. Right? Is this his first foray post herpes? Yeah, this is his first post herpes. Wait, so herpes is he hasn't been out because of herpes? I don't know how serious his herpes is. So I don't know, but <laughs> his. Is the situation happened? I think first of all, you gotta know who Usher is to a lot of us. We gotta stop talking shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. This is awesome. So Usher, we, you know, you make me wanna. He was dancing in Jays, like he was. He was that guy. He yeah. was. Yeah. You make me want. You make me wanna. Like you got. You you got. Then confessions. Eighteen seven. Eighty seven oh one. Mm-hmm. Usher was I'm that saying, nigga. Man. Like. Period. Man. He performed still, the Super Bowl. Like he, I still listen to 8701 on the he, he, was, he was dancing. He had chili. Like he was he was the man. Yeah. Up until then, man, he was he was solid. Then it was the herpes thing, which happens. Then it was the First big it girl. was the old chick. Then oh, it was oh, the D, right. Then this kids with kids are dying in pools and shit. And then that was Lake Lanier. No, Death, he, then Death. there's another one at the pool, though. That's right. That's what he had. He, he had kids dying at pools. Anyway, um, and then it was, you're right, Tamika Foster, and then then it was the big girl. The big girl is what did it for me. <laughs> like, like, all those R&B songs, and it's like, a, I, I'm an advocate for bigger women, too, as well, but it was, that, not her. Like, Usher, Usher her, that's the hardest as an R and B artist. That's the first thing that you got to think about is who you're singing for. Because Frank Ocean's having that issue now too at the Forrest Gump. It's like who are you really singing to? He cleared that up, obviously. What do? How did he clear it up? Uh, his last album was like I'm singing to niggas. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I also don't feel like Frank Ocean. His I don't think Blonde was that good, but that's my I, no, no. That's my theory too. That's why yeah. I say it's for the niggas. He <laughs> wasn't looking for pussy in that album. <laughs> Is that why it's not? I just thought, I didn't think I just didn't think it was. They, niggas didn't bop to it because it was like I'm trying to get bitches, but I'm not. That, that's a that's a it's a nigga cuddling album. Like you want to cuddle with a nigga, you play that album. <laughs> I'm like, I might have to listen to it again, man. Sure, man. People, but people love it though. I'm gonna put up some people love it. Some people do love it. Some people, I, love some people it. really yeah. enjoy that album. I'm like, nah. Because Nostalgia Ultra was fucking awesome. Amazing. Because he then, wanted to cuddle with bitches. Yeah. And then uh, at least try to. Was it orange? Orange. orange. Was. That Clockwork shut yeah. shit down. Yeah, like, that was shit. Man. Yeah. But, and um, then Blonde. Bond was, Blonde was a little odd. I'm going to go back and listen to Blonde. I feel like it rides if you have a girl over. I feel like you, it, it, no, it's it got might parts. get better. It's got parts. But, yes, I think we should all Maybe I'll give that. it another shot. Yeah, because we should all, it's just, should all it. Off your, your recommendation, I'll give Usher's Aethoven another shot. Just give it a shot. Um, the, only, the only problem is that it feels like that old dude pulling up on the high school, like, hey, ladies, come into the car. Like, R. Kelly? <laughs> no, R. Kelly's at middle school, but <laughs> it's like Usher pull up to, like, the, the Doug High game. Like, yeah, come to the come to the after spot, ladies. I got my new album. Like, that's that's what it sounded like, but it's, it's what... good. It's a good merch, though. It's a good vibe. There's some really good songs on there, even though it's only six of them, but mm-hmm. it's a good vibe. Just gotta, you can't look at it as an Usher album. Because you're going to expect them like Confessions too. You got to be like, nah, it's, a, it's the after herpes mix. You know what I'm saying? 
trying to get his feet back back in the game. What about uh? Have you listened to her? Uh, I haven't listened to the volume two, but I listened to the volume one okay. that came out earlier. Um, I was I like the brightness of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't impressed. Like I wasn't blown away. Even though she put out a few a few amount of songs, it's like you you're not at that level. Like you're not at the level. You just give me two three songs of maybes that you know what I'm saying. Like I think it's more for there are a lot of people that I and this is just talking to so, certain people that kind of ride for her. No, she she does. Um, and she's very popular. She's very popular, and I and I think those people are kind of. Running into her, like that's what she's feeding off of. Yeah, versus she's got a good fan base. Yeah, and uh, she's like a more soulful Janae Aku. Like if you listen to Janae Aku and you want some words to go with it, that's her. Really, I can see that. Um, I just want the fact that she's hidden. That's my main issue with her. This is like, show me your face. You know, let me know who you are. Wait, I thought am I drunk or was she on the front of the album? But she's got the glasses and the uh, hair. Like she's still kind of mysterious. Uh, speaking of EPs, Brent Fez put out his EP, very short as well. Um, R&B niggas are just very, I guess, safe with their music. They don't put out music, so they put out four or five songs, and uh, that's it. Uh, Ellie Mae came out with an album. Ellie Mae came out with a good album. It's actually pretty good. I actually, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Oh, uh, yeah, it's like it's like kind of like an industry album. Like I feel like that yeah. would be like the way Cardi B's album was kind of like structure where it's like okay this is your song this this song this that rap song I feel like this LMA is kind of like the label they put their heads together and it's like we're gonna make an R&B album for y'all for you and it can be inputted by anybody like <laughs> so uh is there any more R&B I think that's it oh my tie which I think uh that's Ty Dolla Sign and Jeremiah Jeremiah um <laughs> As I learned his name as well, um, <laughs> I, I mean, this I feel like the end, one of the MVPs for the year would be Ty Dolla for sure. He's um, he's been he's been vocally rumbling. saving niggas' albums from Yay to Scorpion <laughs> to anything. Um, he's been coming saving niggas' albums. So um, I was I was impressed just because he saves Jeremiah again as well. I'm a, I'm a Jeremiah fan. But Jeremiah was kind of lazy on his album, vocally. And uh, Ty Dawson, obviously being the former rapper, now just crooning like he's fucking Charlie Wilson. Um, <laughs> just just saves so many songs. It's a nice lane to be in. It is, man, because he, he can last forever. That's probably why Kanye uses him and hasn't called up Charlie. Charlie probably mm-hmm. was like, Kanye was probably on some wild shit, and Charlie was like, no. And then he was like, who's next up? It was like, Ty Dawson. And next thing you know, he's already at. So, um yeah, I think uh, it's a good album, but it could have been better. But Tyler all saves it. So, all right. Um, so we had a bunch of music drop this last Friday. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. And I actually posted it to the Virtual Dopeness Instagram page. Um, Metro Boomin, yep. Takeoff, Roddy Rich, who I have no clue who the fuck that is, Mm-mm. Action Bronson, Swiss Beats, Vince Staples, Money Bag Yo, Jay Critch. Don't know who that is. And K-Camp. Styles P. Stop. Currency, Freddie Gibbs. Jesus Christ. Tech Nine. Young Nutty. Again, well, that's a re-release, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jesus Young Lean, if people listen to that. Which still 
feeds into your fourth quarter theory. Yep. I, yep. Fourth quarter is here. Um, and they, they, they just, and it's, I think rap is really big on Halloween, obviously for its True. tone and whatnot. So, so I think that's a big piece of it too. I haven't gotten to any of these except for most, most of Swiss beats I got to. And some of take off. Oh, I want to let's let's talk about Swiss beats. <laughs> let's let's discuss what you think. First of all, let's, let's get an early take of what you think of this Swiss beats album is going to be like. It's Swiss being Swiss. Okay. Like it's it's a very similar mold to what Khaled is successful at. Is I'm going to get a beat, with the exception of Swiss's. I'm going to make a beat. Khaled is I'm going to get a beat, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna get. Somebody or somebody's on it mm-hmm. that people are going to want to gravitate to. Is it amazing? No, no. And isn't "Pistol on My Side" a reuse? It's a. I think the lyrics are "Pistol on My Side" is, but the beat is. I don't think it's a. So I actually didn't get to the Kendrick, Jada Kiss, and Styles P yet, but. It, it has potential for the sh- people who are on it. It's, it's. This this is what this is the reason why you shouldn't get everything you want in life. <laughs> right? You're just chilling at the crib. You you know you're rich. You got at least your keys to the crib. Not still not wearing makeup. You know you you got everything you, you got cars. You got everything you want. And so what you're doing is you're just doing what you want to do. That. You're just out of touch with society, how things are, and you just do what you want to do. And it's you, all these little small ideas you think you can do, and you just put on paper like, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah, let's get let's get Locks and Kendrick together. Which, by the way, Kendrick doesn't rap on it. Unfortunately, spoiler alert: he just sings the chorus, and it's kind of like it's like he he screams on a song like, "I know y'all been waiting on this Locks and Kendrick." Like no one's been waiting on the Locks and Kendrick. Like that's not on the list. <laughs> Maybe you can organize something else, maybe, but that's not what I was dreaming about was the Locks and Kendrick collaboration. This is true. And it's like, I don't, I'm looking at the track list. No, I don't want a Jim Jones single song. Like, I, I like no. Jim Jones. I like what he's doing. He's progressed as a rapper. But you got 10 songs. You gave me a Jim Jones song. Great. Then you gave me a Young Thug song that was okay. You got him rapping. But if this is the super album, you know, that you only make every 10 years and you got J. Cole, Zekka producing it, I don't want to see the young, featuring Young Thug, featuring 2 Chains, a Swiss Montana song with French Montana. Like, and gigs, like, put me to sleep. I, I don't I don't want this. No. The song with Nas is pretty amazing, though, by the way. <laughs> Which song songs really good, too. But other than that, it's just like, this is what you wanted to hear. It's odd that it's executive produced by J. Cole with, J. No, Cole. with no with really no good rappers on there. Besides yeah. like Jim Nas and Pusha T. It's I, I don't I don't know, man. It's it's and then the videos were terrible. This cover is weird. The cover is weird as fuck. I don't understand what I don't the thought pattern but is. But I, I would I would have feel my better if you explain poison. If you had some really deep, cool reason of what poison is and maybe that maybe that's music, maybe that's I didn't get none of that shit. I just got it's showtime and it's yep. Swiss time. Like, calm down, man. Like, <laughs> I just, especially for even alluding to the Metro Boomin album, like, it should be more. If you're a producer, I want you to produce. It should like, be it's, it's, over it's, the top. It should be more musically. I want changes. I want 
I want the beats to be better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're a producer. Showcase yep. your pro- t- production skills rather than just making beats and odd collaborations. So, who do you... Who 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 would you... Moving sections. Mm-hmm. Quavo or Takeoff? I say Takeoff. Quavo, I don't think... Uh, Quavo became popular because of his his the way he did hooks and the way when he jumped on other people's songs. Quavo, you know, isn't the most lyrical in the group. He isn't the most melodic person in the group. If you listen to, to Culture Two, take that's basically Takeoff's album where he had the their the various different flows and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Offset's a lot more lyrical than a lot of people think. Offset could probably keep up with a lot of rappers lyrically. Then people can accept, which hopefully we'll see in this new album. But Takeoff is a better rapper than Offset. I mean, I, I mean, it's yep. it's just in general. Like as a rapper, we can actually structure a song. Takeoff's better. Offset's gonna give you the more, which obviously you can tell the last album's convoluted with different. He just didn't know what to do. Like he wanted to sing, <laughs> he wanted to to rap a little bit, but when he rapped, it wasn't like groundbreaking. It was just kind of in flow, and it just it was difficult for him to hold up a whole song. Let alone a whole album by himself. So, but yeah, take off, take off's better. Take off's always gonna be better. We just wait on that. <laughs> uh, it's just interesting. It seems like there's a lot of music by similar people coming off at the same time. Yep, you got Drip Harder it's coming yep. out, or it came out, and you got Metro Boomin. It's very similar to all those combined. Because he's producing on all of he's producing everybody on, else. producing all those, and then, of course... I did just look at the track list for this Metro Boomin album, because I have not listened to it yet. It's I really good. To. It's good? It's good. It okay. just came out at a really bad time. You don't have time to digest it. Like Exactly. It should be... It's, it's similar to, like, if World didn't come out by itself around just mm-hmm. a very slow time, you had time to digest it. What really... The track that interests me, like, that I want to go listen to, is the one... It's called Only You... And it has Wizkid, Offset, and J Balvin. Yeah, it's weird. It's a good song. It's just weird. And for people who don't know, Wizkid comes from an Afrobeats background. He's got two J- songs with Wizkid. He does? The next song, I think it has Wizkid on it. You are correct. Yep. Good. Borrow Love yep. is Wizkid, and then Only You is Wizkid. And then J Balvin comes from a... He's very big in the Latin community. Mm-hmm. And fucking rocking. And I think he has a song... He just did a song with <clears throat> Will... Was it he, that who did a song with Will Smith, or was it Bad Bunny? Maybe it was him and like Bad Bunny did a song with Drake, I believe. Bad Bunny did a song with Drake and is on the song. I think they're both on the song with Cardi. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. like it, fucking rocking. So I'm looking forward to. I, I'm going to give all this a chance. Yeah. Whether I'm going to be able to sit with it like I want to, you won't, because you have something next week. It's next week, Thursday, Friday is coming. Like we didn't even mention Vince Staples' new album, which Vince? is which is creative in terms of it, FM is basically like a radio station. So basically it's short songs mm-hmm. and they blend into each other and it's creative. Okay. I think Vince Staples is a genius. He's, he's incredibly talented. Yeah. I want to like him better than I do. So I just heard him do an interview and he's just as he's funny. His than, he's interviews he's, are yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's an interesting person for he, sure. His interviews make me want to like his music more than I actually do. If he wasn't such an asshole, he could really change. That's what I, I, I know him he, as an asshole. He can, he, he can really change the game because, like, even with his last album, it kind of started the not Afro beats, but more so kind of like whatever Black Panther two kind of vibe music is. 
he started that early on. Mm-hmm. That's why he's on it. But he started that type of tempo first on that album. So he's changing it now to where the FM kind of is short music, short albums, but it's blended almost like almost original mixtape house it should be, which mixed into each other. But that could be a new wave. But he's trying different shit. That's like even his uh, the, his, his great album, I forgot the name of it. Um, was a pretty good double album he had before. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking amazing for it. Your first album be a double album. Like that's revolutionary. So he's I, he's I really love smart. He's extremely smart. He's a hip hop historian. Yeah. No, he's not. He doesn't go back. He's he, his whole argument is that he started in the nineties. That's true. And he doesn't go. He's like I I was born in ninety three. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about rock him. Like and he gets in arguments all the time. But it's like you can't argue with him. He's like because why would you? go He back? knows his shit. Yeah. And I think Hip Hop Evolution. That's the the name of the Netflix show. Yeah. It just came to me. And it's fucking nuts. It's good. But I just, I want to like his music more than I do. And it seems like I should like him more than I do. Which is the opposite of logic where it's like, I should like this guy and I can't stand his ass. So, Vince Staples is definitely something I'm getting to. I have a soft spot for K-Camp. He has made a lot of music that He's I've been drunk and yeah. drunk and enjoying. But he get, he gets the, the wrong end of the stick. Like he doesn't get any promo, any type of nothing. Thing, but it's his music weird. is good. His music is his music is really good. It's got a, his own little vibe. No one's kind of taking his style, but it's, uh, it's so. And then a lot of people have turned their backs on Action Bronson, but I still I enjoyed his last album, and this yeah. is his first album in what five years. Mm-hmm. Six years. It's been a while since his last album, and I even check on that because his last album had was in 2015. Oh yeah. no, there was one in 2017, Blue Chip 7000, but didn't really land on my radar. Um, Mr. Wonderful, the last album that I really listened to, has one of my favorite chance verses of all time. Mm-hmm. It has. Some of the best production, especially when you consider that he is a literal, he embraces his white culture mm-hmm. as much as he sounds like he should have been in the Wu Tang Clan. Like he sounds like Ghostface. Yeah, he sounds he 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 he's a Ghostface reproduction yeah. clone, but not as talented. No, but I mean. he has leveraged everything that he's doing to. Yeah. Have his vice show. He's got a couple everything of vice shows. Shit. So I, I I enjoy it. So I enjoy his music. I'm I'm interested in getting back into it because he talks about different shit too. He does. I mean, his topics obviously sound like Ghostface, but he definitely talks about like real shit that normal people deal with rather than yeah. you know gold plated <laughs> arms of I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the fuck Ghostface talks about that's outlandish, you'd be like, okay, cool. But it's basically Action Bronson talking about regular people, high people, yep. shit, and um, doing doing crazy but, shit. But he's got that. That's the type of vibe music that can go with it. I mean, he sounds like he should be in Wu Tang because the beats sound like that. And yeah. you listen to to Fetty, you know, with, with Freddie Gibbs and Currency. You listen to oh, you guys listen to West Side Gun and Griselda, like that type of vibe of music. Is coming back. I mean, people really want that nostalgic, that kind of Jesus, that artsy more rap, that kind of RZA creative, where it was like this samples coming here, and it's like a a long period of a humming sound, and then you have people rapping all over that, where it's mm-hmm. like it's really like a producer's not being trying to make a beat, but just trying to create a landscape for them to rap on. 
It's and appreciated. I'm glad you, you mentioned Fetty because I think this is slipping under people's radar and it really shouldn't have. Currency, Freddie Gibbs, and The Alchemist. Sounds fucking incredible. It is. It's a great. No, you're in, you're in this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fetty I listened to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freddie, Freddie behind the beats that uh, Marcus was just describing. Freddie Gibbs behind those beats. That's, some, that's music I enjoy. I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm I'm 100% here for that. So that is going on. I I'm enjoying cuz I've been on off the road for the last couple of weeks and I don't get as much music when I'm off the road. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm <laughs> lonely in a hotel in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> then I can I just after work and I've finished cussing out every person I can't stand <laughs> turn on the 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 Oh shit. I I must have moved it. My speaker, there it is. Oh. My speaker comes with me, mm-hmm. set it up in a room, listen to that, go downstairs, hang out, chill, do whatever. But I've always had that music. So that's where I, I intake a lot of my music. That and the drive on the way into work. Mm-hmm. So I also miss my like long drives because that's how I usually get through audiobooks. But that's a whole other set of events. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't, in this section, bring up two singles that I feel like have impacted... One that came out last night, and so I wonder if you have heard it. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Probably not. I'm guessing by the, the, the artist that you probably not. No, man, probably That's not. That's a no. Ariana Grande? Nope. Damn it. <laughs> we made... So, uh, what do y'all think about that alleged story with her and Pete Davidson and Mac Miller? What about it? What, what story? Sad, Hold man. on. So apparently, the rumor is that Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande broke up because Pete Davidson sent a picture to Mac Miller that I guess them together, whatever, that is never going to happen. And that led into Him. a day later overdosing. God damn. I didn't know all that. I didn't know that either. Oh, sorry. That was a rumor, though. Rumor. No, no, that's okay. This is a place for Rest in peace, Mac, who influential to a lot of music that I didn't know I liked. Yeah. Or, you know, from Cool Kids to Jid to um, Schoolboy Q yep. to a lot of different music that we listen to now. That, Or even, uh, speaking of Logic, Logic basically said he dedicated that to him because he was inspired by him. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of jazz-influenced music. Because um, he was a interesting person, and I... I Started listening to some of his music early on just because of the, the Pennsylvania connection. Like, he mm-hmm. was from Pittsburgh, so him and Wiz, we always got them, mm-hmm. but they were coming out right as I was leaving high school, right. and I came down came down to Georgia. Um, I, I didn't listen to, I, I'm not going to self-proclaim to be the biggest Mac fan, no. ever, but there were certain songs I was like, yo, this guy is fucking dope. Yeah, sure. And especially with him and like... Uh, Anderson Pack, he yep, he yeah. worked with and yeah. was influenced by and influenced. Um, in fact, I think it's really sad that Anderson Pack did an episode of Hot Ones. Uh, this is the show on YouTube where they eat the hot wings. A, yeah, yeah, eat hot yeah, wings yeah. and talk. I'm pretty sure it was before Mac died because they talk about Mac and briefly and he talks about how much of an inspiration he is and how cool and upbeat of a guy he is yeah. and hard working and just creative. So it was it's just interesting to hear people just talk about him and appreciate some of the music that he's put out because he's done some really, really dope shit. Yeah. Um 
But this kind of leads into the song. You're 100% right. Because the song is called, and I, I was telling Miles about this earlier, be prepared to get this text. Okay. And it's going to annoy the shit out of you because women are going to be sending it. Okay. And it's called, and the song is called Thank You, Comma, Next. And it's talking about how she's appreciative of what she learned from her exes, but thank you next. So I, (laughs) I'm telling you, the first thing I heard the song last night, and I tweeted out from Virtual Donuts at Virtual Donuts on Twitter that guys, if you are in these cuffing season times, and you hit a girl with that "Hey stranger" text, be prepared to get the response of "Thank you." Next, and it's all about how you respond to that to see where it goes next. Though. Yep, and that's why we need real niggas like Plies, Big Daddy. <laughs> Them niggas would have came out with a response song. That is true. <laughs> I want to hit a T Pain remix of that shit. Oh god! Just keep a balance. Keep a balance of society. Who told me T Pain came out with a mixtape? That was not uh, I. It was a couple I, weeks ago. I don't think it was a mixtape. Yo, uh, I did Miles, your roommate is the one that told me, actually. I didn't tell you that. Oh, your my roommate. My roommate. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> roommate is the one that told me about it. Um, Everything must go. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I've listened to it. Seven songs. It's seven songs. It's a quick hit. I, I, I think oh, I'm I sorry. This is volume one and volume two. I think volume two is the one that recently came out. Hopefully, it's a bunch of remixes of everybody else's shit. I'm here for that. Because uh, his boot up remix was fucking fire. Which I don't see why she had a problem with Jacquees doing a better job on her songs too. That's what I'm saying. Her <laughs> album was a good album. <laughs> like by by the record company said, "Hey, these are your songs. Here you go, Element. I don't know why we chose you because you're not attractive to be our singer. But mm-hmm. you, anybody that gets some of the songs are better. Like Jacquees, <laughs> like I just put a remix. I know it's that good. I know they put my show on yours. T Pain's like, yeah, I just put a remix. And everybody wants to hear that shit. It's just like these are dope songs." But we just we just have to deal with LMA. Do do you think that's her on the on the sex tape? This is I I don't find LMA attractive. So I never probably would have clicked on it. I didn't know anything about this. There's, it's just her giving head. Oh. It's nothing. Well, that's that's outlandish. Cool. I just want to see. Her. I don't really know her face. And like I don't her. know if it's. It looks like her, but it could look like anybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks like a light skinned girl with, with a hair curly, pulled back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a curly hair pulled back. So who knows? So the other the other song of the moment that I gotta bring up is possibly the greatest song to come out in the last twenty years, and that's a lot of hyperbole. It is Mo Bamba. I just got onto that. Haven't heard it, bro. This song is the hype song. I wanna I wanna do something cool so I can have a hype song for Mo Bamba. The basketball so, player? A hype video. So it's named after him because Shrek, Shrek West grew up with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just like he's balling like him. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's literally all it is. Like also, him. the most passionate but it, fuck shit bitch that it, I've ever heard in a song. It doesn't sound... Really? Yeah. I loved it. <sighs> okay, I got to listen to this. And, he, <laughs> and he's, he signed to good music, so it's kind of got that designer leftover vibe to it, too. Left, is designer done? He's not coming back. Designer, do you know designer came out with the seventh track album before that the rest of the good music did? So you could just tell how much they don't care about him. So like his seventh track album came out in May, and then A Rose came out. In all May. else fails, <laughs> I can cut this part, but I can I feel okay playing. You've heard the song before. 
You heard. You had to hear it. I've heard it at your house. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably oh, yeah. know what it was. Yeah, this is Mo Bamba. Yes, this is this song is Mo Bamba. That's a great song. It's a great <laughs> see. But well, the album's good too, though. I would see. I wouldn't know that. <laughs> Wait, where's the girl in this song though? No, what girl? Fuck bitch. Fuck oh, shit, oh. bitch. Yeah. Like he says it very yeah, enthusiastically. Just because we say oh, bitch, we definitely don't refer to women. No, no, no. I thought you were saying like. Uh, well, it's not gonna make it a podcast. Anyway, so. <laughs> I thought you were talking about like um, a girl who's just talking shit, basically like a hood rat who's talking shit on the album. Oh no 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 no! That'd be cool though. I'm that always be... there for when when the hood, hood rat interludes. Yeah, I'm always hearing that. So I think this is it. Oh no, I want to find it. There it is. <laughs> and he works with Travis Scott too, and I think Travis Scott—he's actually on Travis Scott's. It's on actually on Astro World too. So that's—I'm here for it. He's a—he's uh, coming up. I'm, I'm all the way here for it, and I feel like I feel like this is gonna be. I, I just love to see like football teams hype to it because like I think just about every like D1 program after they've had a big victory has a locker room. Or crowd like participation part to this song. Mm-hmm. I forget what coach it was. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't Michigan. It wasn't Penn State. But they're playing this in the locker room, and the coach like crowd surfs the team <laughs> to this song. Yeah. It was. It was fucking fire. I think it was on House of Highlights. So I'm telling you, it's it's. I, I, like I said, I have to. I want to do something epic to have a hype video to this song. Yeah. So, Miles, I feel like we've left you out for long enough. Oh, that's understandable. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't known what you guys have been talking about. God damn it. It's okay. It's okay. Because, like I said, I appreciate, like I said, when we started this conversation (laughs) three hours ago, (laughs) I appreciate people who don't don't go by by, uh, popular demand. What are you listening to right now, and how would you describe your <laughs> describe your 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 taste in music? I don't know if you want to have this segment, man. Uh, I'm gonna start off with what I started ended out the week listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dvorak, uh, it's, uh, I think he's a Russian composer, classical composer. Okay. So I've been listening to some of his symphonies. Um, they've been really good. <laughs> uh, I think the one I've been listening to the most. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I had it. It's already. I added some new ones. It was already in my iTunes. Uh, Fetty. I was listening to Fetty, like I said, because and I was I listened to Pinata this week a lot. Um, tried to listen to Tory Lanez. Tesla. What's the? I don't know. It's tough listening. Yeah. Which you also realize this is the second album of the year too. Really? I didn't, I didn't know the, that. The other album came out this year too. Damn. I did not realize that. Uh, Quay. I was listening to Quay. What it, what genre is Quay? I think it's R and B. K W A Y E. No. Love and Affliction. It's pretty I've good. I've heard of I've heard of Quay. I don't know why, but I have. Mick Jenkins. We're still listening that's, to that. That's a good album. Uh, Khalid. 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 Uh, Gabriel Garzon Montano. 
he's he's in the R and B and soul category. I feel like mm-hmm. he's more like electronic R and B and soul though. But he's really good. Young the Giant. Y'all been shitting on LMA. I really enjoyed that album. Uh, <laughs> Christine and the Queens. Who's a uh, she's a French. Let me look. I want to see how she describes herself. Alternative. I was gonna say pop. So she's. I want to say she's like French pop, French alternative music. Her okay. band. Um. Yeah, man. I just listen to a lot of different shit. So that's the, where do you? Why that. do you think that you, you got into listening to things that were a little bit less than mainstream? Uh, I can. So you were talking about Linkin Park earlier. Mm-hmm. Linkin Park's the way I got into hip hop. Okay. So, Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah. They did. Um, they had the Gundam thing going on at one point. Yep. I think they did. That was the the reanimation album. Yeah, where they reanimated. It was the remixes to Hybrid Theory. Right, and then they did another one with Jay Z. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Collision Course. Started listening to more hip hop around then. I also just grew up listening to like classical music and funk and jazz, and those were like my artists, Mm -hmm. like Thelonious Monk. Ramsey Willis is a very another good piano player. Did you go to one music fest? I did not. Okay. Yeah. Because you know Parliament was there. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've uh, was it Parliament? I've done. I've I've been to something with um. Uh, I feel like I've been at like a Parliament rehearsal. Really? Yeah. That's dope. I think it was Parliament. I think I've been at a Parliament rehearsal before. That's super dope. Um, I like. I love like. It's, that's the kind of music I like. It's just, it just depends on the week. Like this week, <laughs> was, this week it was literally Dvorak and Zoo. I was listening to Zoo, which is an electronic uh, mm-hmm. uh, DJ, our musician. Have I seen Zoo? Did Zoo do Coachella? I would imagine. I would probably. Has, yeah. Yeah. Black Coffee did Coachella. Yeah. And I remember just walking in to the to the room where he was where he was doing his set, and I was like, "This is the most amazing thing I've ever." experience that's how i felt when i walked up on flasher damas okay flasher damas was possibly like it was a surreal experience of seeing that many people mm-hmm. that hype yeah and we had just came from somebody and just walked up on it because we we had no intention like we were just you're at coachella yeah that's the i think that's the thing that people don't realize about coachella is the amount of artists there that you haven't seen, you're gonna walk up on somebody that blows your mind. That's how that's how I met Christine and the Queens and Anderson Pack. Oh, I think man. it was at the same stage at Coachella. Anderson Pack, we were at Coachella at the same time. We just didn't know each other because I remember going to Anderson Pack show. That might be because Anderson Pack, but Anderson brought Pack up, been there for a while too, though. Yeah, yeah. Was, so you never know. Anderson Pack came out with a Thundercat, right? Ooh, I don't think. Dude, was he performing one. Venice or Malibu? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Somebody answer the question. Yeah. Because I thought he brought out Thundercat because the show was nuts. See, nah, my he he was on a small stage. Yeah, it was it was the it was not the EDM tent. It was the one in between. So there's the EDM tent at the end. Mm-hmm. There's a stage in between. There's the outdoor stage, and then there's the main stage. Yeah. He was at that stage in between. That sounds like where I was, man. Because I was in there because. I remember because it wasn't that many people. You expected it to be more. Okay. And that's how I felt about Denzel Curry too. But Denzel Curry was literally, I was like at the stage. <laughs> like I could adapt that nigga. <laughs> that's where uh, that's where I found out Ben Stable was an asshole because he said something about. Uh, I think he was like, "Who out here is smoking weed or some shit like that?" And everybody was like, "Yeah, me, me, me." And then he was like, "Yeah, y'all need to do better with your bodies." <laughs> 
I was like, wow, man, you're an asshole, and I love it. <laughs> I don't think I saw Vince Staples. I think, I forget, but. I had a weird experience at that Vince Staples show. I was with a, a young lady who was, I don't know if this is going to make the air, who was on some scandalous shit at the time. Mm-hmm. And there was a white guy bumping into her. Like, just, you know, just rocking out. You can tell, like, he's in his own white bubble mm-hmm. having a good time. But he's knocking into her. She's not having a good time anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I just switched places with her. Like, I moved her, like, obviously out of the way so she could enjoy her experience. Mm-hmm. She noticed it. <laughs> yeah, she noticed it. <laughs> I understand that. I've gotten into almost fights because... We had to almost like fight our way out of the the Khaled set because mm-hmm. these these good old bros decided they were coming through and they were like, yeah, we're getting to the stage and decided to push yeah, the the women that I was with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, so now I gotta go back to my football player days and move motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And that was that was almost bad. Yeah. And then I had to do the whole like. Wrap around a girl to get her out, and at the same time, I was tired as fuck, mm-hmm. nigga. I was about to pass the fuck out myself. <laughs> but they also shouldn't have had Khaled at the EDM tent. They should have had him on the oh, outdoor stage. Yeah. That was the stupidest thing. Like, no, nigga, you should not there's, there's be here. People, people on EDM things doing EDM things. Yeah, which it ain't at an EDM show. It's it's kind of normal for somebody to be trying to bump their way to the front of the stage. Mm-hmm. Not at not at Khaled's. No, bro. That was the one time I almost got into it at Coachella. Yeah, I, I had I actually have been the person to have to move through somebody who didn't want to move out of the way, and it's like my friends. I was like, my friends are right there, man. If you could just tilt your shoulder just a little bit, I'm gonna be right past you. He didn't want to do it, man. So I had to I had to move him, <laughs> <laughs> which was not enjoyable. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. That's also a reason why I contemplate VIP tickets every year. Mm-hmm. So I not to deal with that. It's going to be something like that. Plus, for the VIP tickets, the option of reading, meeting Rihanna is always there. Uh, yeah, Rihanna's and I would becoming a favorite. I would. Yeah, I think Rihanna's good. I would lick various ice cream toppings out of her ass crack. So, Especially because she's thick now. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever, whatever Arabian prince is gonna whip my ass for that, then we can. We can do she's it. still fucking other niggas. All right. So speaking of ice cream, um, <laughs> Jake's Jake's ice cream. Have y'all had Jake's ice cream? I have not had Jake's. I've this had this, this one ice cream I thought you were gonna talk about. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really good, man. I've had Jenny's. I have not had Jake's. Jake's Jake's is Jake's is really good. I, I opened up a playlist. I wanted to name off a few more artists. Go for it, please. Uh, Bia, B-I-A. B-I-A? B, as a boy. Mm-mm. Yeah, she had a song I liked with Kodak Black. Uh, oh, that's why I haven't heard of John Gibbs. John Gibbs. John, John Gibbons? Yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't have an N in it. It's just John Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, Western. No. That's the group. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Well, you got to get the genre too. Uh, so it's on the playlist though, so it's kind of hard. Let me see if I can pull this up. I mean, uh, you listen to R and B and Soul. It's R and B and Soul. What was uh, it? What was the dude's name again? 
uh, Western. That's W S T R N. Rad Museum. What, what was the guy before that? Givens. Uh, John Gibbs. John Gibbs. John Gibbs. Yeah, he's got a song Two Stepping. I think that might be a single, and that that is it depends on what mood you're in, but I like it. Uh, Rad Museum is on here, which let me see who Rad Museum is real quick. That's K-pop, so oh, okay. be warned. Oh yeah, thanks. That's why I asked about the categories. <laughs> I got a. This is an old one. Jill Scott, um, Heron, uh, Jill Scott Heron, his last album. I thought um, it was Gil. It probably is. Yeah, Gil Scott. Yeah, it is probably yeah. is Gil. Yeah, Jill, I think it's a Jill Scott. I, I did. Was, I did. I call for some reason in my head it's always been Jill Scott, but his name's Gil Scott Heron. Yeah. Um, his last album, which is amazing. Jamie XX did like a remix, mm-hmm. and so I put uh, his remix home on my playlist for this period. Avery Wilson is on here. Uh, Duckworth is on here. Zoo is on here. Duckworth is pretty good. Duckworth is yeah. It continues to do more amazing stuff. Bryce Stevens is on here. Um, she's got a song "Jealousy" that I really liked, and then Heaven. That has I Am Nobody, Nick Grant. That's an amazing song, too. Um, That's a really good song. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs has a Freddie great Gibbs verse on there. Freddie Gibbs is on here. So, Nick Grant was a good lyricist. I'm, I'm actually copying these down just to make sure that I can go back and listen to them. Because I'm always open to new things. Yeah. And... Anybody trying new shit. You should check out the Dvorak, man. He's a really good classical composer. And then also, if you're ever in trying to just like meditate and have some music in the background that is going to give you some emotional swings but still allow you to focus, John, I want to say his name is John Luther Adams. John Luther Adams. I've heard that name. Uh, He does. So if you have seen um, the movie, Christopher Nolan's movie with... uh, Interstellar, yeah, where he does the the music in there is amazing. Yes, John Luther Adams reminds me. If it's not the dude who's doing that music, I'd be surprised. I don't think it is though. That's uh, Hans Zimmer. It's yeah. Hans Zimmer. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Hans Zimmer got the inspiration from the soundtrack for that from John Luther Adams because he does his a lot of his symphonies are around our works are around mimicking nature. So the one I like listening to is Becoming Ocean. It's like 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just, it goes from an orchestral period of like opening up the like the waves just kind of coming in to being grandiose waves. It just reminds me of Stellar right off the bat. I want to be a fly on the wall when like a bitch be like, what type of music you like? And you say that shit. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I played Wild Oak for a young lady the other day. And you can tell when they're just like, I like it, but I don't know. But I don't want to listen to it right now. Yeah. And I, I still play it. It's a record, you know. It's yeah. got to play. Folks, no, nigga, it doesn't have to play. <laughs> that is the only option. Why else going to be here? I'm going to the show. So they're going to be here, y'all, next week. That's Y-O? Yeah, Y-Oak. W-Y-E-O-A-K. W-Y-E-O-A-K. I'm trying to get all the lyrics down. Because, you know, I don't listen to lyrics, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to make sure. What, what type of music is this? It's an alternative, man. It really is just a, uh, I can't describe it. See, I I, and I feel like I was big in alternative back when I lived around more white people. Mm-hmm. And since I've been in Atlanta, I'm sure there's an alternative scene, but I've just not been a part of it. 
Oh, there's definitely one. But I feel like the alternative genre is so big now. Yeah. Like, if I played you Wild Oak, you'd be like, I, I have to label this alternative because it's not. I mean, well, yeah, what is alternative now? Yeah. Anything that they can't shove into mm. another category. Right. Pretty <laughs> much. You put that uh, real guy talks about what it, I think, song, What is Jazz? Or Jazz, where he's just going through how they try to label jazz as something that it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He's got a song like that. You put that uh, remix album for Kalila up. Uh, that's, a, that's kind of alternative. I did. Yeah. Kalila? Uh, yeah, that's how you pronounce it right. Who is that? Kalila. I uh, sent that to you? Yeah. Oh, let me see. No, I got to look at the images. I'm a visual person. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that I've been... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Her, her original is good. Her, her original is way better than that. It's fire. Her, her original album was fire. I probably heard one song on that. It was just it was like, really I got to yeah, yeah. I jumped on it. Because I, I like beating you to certain things. So sometimes <laughs> but no, I, I saw that and I was like, I'm going to listen to it. But I listened to it and I was like, this just made me remind me the first album was so good. Mm. But there's a lot of alternative music on there. Okay. But yeah. We need to set up more sharing of playlists between, I think the three of us would be really dope. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I wish there was a way that I could even more easily push out playlists and things via virtual dopeness or yeah. Can I give out a nap idea to anybody who wants to do it? Well, there's already something you can do for that. Yeah. You can actually post a, your playlist, your app playlist out. Well, I've done that when I did my, um, there was a 30 day music challenge. Mm-hmm. And I did that via my Instagram and then made a playlist out of it and kind of shared it that way. Yeah. But I just don't, I feel like they're not as accessible as they should be. What the, what, what we need is a playlist that, uh, uh, something that will move your Apple playlist to your spot, like Spotify, to mm-hmm. title, like, because I can oh. share my playlist and it just automatically be like, all right, you don't have Apple. You have to move it, but there is an app that will move one to There the we app. go. So sorry, sorry. There is one because we used it when I went to Columbia with um, my coworkers, mm-hmm. we had just a master playlist that we put together that I wanted to keep, but I didn't at the time have Spotify. Now I have Spotify because the podcast is available on Spotify, so yeah. I, I went ahead and paid for it. Um, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Virtual Dopeness Podcast is now available on Spotify and soon for iHeartRadio. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, and title is a closed door right now. Mm. Found that out the hard way. Um, but we, we, so I didn't have Spotify, so I shared it immediately over. So I found the app to share it over and I just have to find it. I'll put it in the show links, um, to share it over to, to Apple music. And I think there's a way to go the other way around, which is, and it, it makes life so much easier, especially when you're talking about people who are either Apple music or Spotify. Right. I also think someone should come out with something where, you know, since you can't really play, play music on podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can, can, and I think that we might be able to slide in how we did this here. This would be the test. We'll see if this episode gets cut. Fair, fair use act. Yeah. Yep. But if you could have, like, a playlist, like, where your music is supposed to cut in on your podcast, just sync up with when your podcast is playing. And if you had that subscription, mm-hmm. it'll play the music when it's supposed to play. That would be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, really then who would pay for what? Because then they wouldn't want to pay for the stream. The, the I mean, but you're paying team. for the music service, but so you, you're already you already have the access. To, yeah, the listener uh, already has access to the music. It's not like you're. It's not like the podcast is playing it. The listener's using their music service. So you could kind of just like so like in Spotify, throws up a link, kind of like um, how Instagram does it. 
or you can just put oh, in yeah. a music link and it's playing and then it gives you the option mm-hmm. to click right into it to, to get there. I had no idea. I just play music. I just record music. In. Well, no, you can you can search when you post a, st- a story to Instagram. Okay. You can put in a little like, I think it, it goes, I don't know if it goes to if it goes to Apple Music or it goes to Spotify or whatever you use, mm-hmm. but it puts it in there, has it playing and then you have the option to click over Yeah, to it. That kind of thing, man. That would be smart. I did. A, I had a whole rant. That's that all Sorry. goes into advertising. I had a whole rant on Snapchat yesterday about how TV companies are using really cool ways of making you watch commercials. Because everybody normally would fast forward through commercials. So what MTV started doing, that now everybody does, is they'll put like a thirty second clip of something from the TV show mm-hmm. in the middle of the commercials, so you stop. To think, oh, okay, this is my, this is, the show's back. And it plays that 30 second clip and then goes back to commercials. So you possibly see the commercial before it and the commercial after it. Yeah. Discovery did something with Gold Rush where they ran on the side. They did a thing saying, hey, uh, Dredge Mining 101. And it had all these facts about, uh, it had pictures, a movie, I mean, a, uh, video plane and had these facts popping up over what dredge mining was, but that took up just the side of the screen and then had the commercials still playing. So you're looking at those facts, but at the same time you're getting the commercial. Yeah. Those kind of things. That's where advertising comes in. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's really uh, disturbing. It's disturbing, but it's the science behind it is cool. Yeah. That's the technology behind it is cool. I, and I think that's where, cause I, I, I feel like sometimes I sound like I come off where I'm anti everything. I'm just anti like I'm just anti like shit just going unchecked because of profit. Yeah, because there's a way to use this technology in a way where it works and it's effective, but it's not just all about selling shit to me. That's true. And really, that's what it's all about. Right. That's what it's all about. But it's not like it could be. It could a lot of stuff could be used. Even if you're selling something to me, it could be used in a way that's not annoying. Yep. But a lot of times, I feel like we're just figuring out ways. It's just how much can we tolerate. Just like with the newspaper articles where they're writing newspaper articles that read like newspaper articles, but they're advertisements. Yep. That's a problem. It ain't... Because you can't differentiate what's real and what's advertising bullshit. But it's also a great marketing like vehicle. So how can we use that in a way where it's not detrimental to society, but it still is a good way for people to learn about your product? Man, it's tough. Yeah. Especially when cash is king. Yeah. So, man, I think I think we've uh, we've done a good job. Dude, you guys killed it. <laughs> <laughs> you you've done a great job too. There wasn't going to be a music segment unless you were here. I came in. I came in halfway. So it's all good. Like I said, this is probably going to be. This has been a while, so I think. And I, but I've also been away for a while, so I think it'll be good to have multiple episodes. Maybe right. Are you talking together. about homecoming at all on the podcast? Are you talk about that? I haven't talked about homecoming at all, but I I enjoyed the fuck out of myself. Yeah. And so those who don't know, the greatest homecoming of any set of colleges in the world is Spelman and Morehouse College, and that took place uh, last weekend. What was the last weekend, right? I have no idea. I wasn't there. It's been, it's been, <laughs> we didn't record last weekend. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was last weekend. So yeah. it was last weekend, the uh, 27th and 28th, 26th, 27th, 28th 
of October. And man, what you don't a black college homecoming is not regular. It's not just, oh, we're gonna bring all the alumni are gonna come back and we're gonna go to a game. Nah, that's not what it is. Yeah. Black College Homecoming is a family reunion, it's a cookout, it's a party, several parties. It's seeing people that you were it, it's re, some people reliving their college days. Some people it's trying to get at that girl that you never got at. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fun. There's not a lot of bullshit. There's not a lot of drama. It's just pure black ass energy. And then the, there's a couple of events that happen around, of course, for fundraising or for black empowerment or for the state of the school because yeah. there was a couple like town halls and things like that. Volunteering. Some volunteering that goes down uh, through various classes, um, fundraising for scholarships and other community events. Um, that is really just, it's an amazing time. And you just see so many black folk having fun together. Mm-hmm. And so this was my 10-year reunion. Um, we had I had two tents, three tents technically that I could post up at and enjoy. I had, of course, the Kappa tent. I had a tent that I helped pay into with a bunch of my friends. And then I had uh, the 08 tent. And we had a good-ass time. Our OA tent was sponsored by Wingstop. Hopefully, they'll sponsor the podcast too at some point, and also the Bar Theory podcast. Yeah, <laughs> be like Kawhi Leonard out here. Hey man, <laughs> so what does that mean? Oh, uh, that he was like I think he lost some Wingstop. He he's he he's he gets sponsorship from Wingstop. Mm-hmm. He lost a book of certificates for free Wingstop, mm-hmm. and he was mad. And he was mad until he got that book of certificates. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Like, he's... It's Kawhi Leonard. Like, he wants Wingstop, he's getting Wingstop. Yes. And he don't have to pay for it. Man, and between that and... Uh, I don't mind being general fried chicken out here, as long as there's no mind control. Mm-hmm. Do That's they have a, a Wingstop in Toronto? I hope so. If not, they're going to build them one. That's a, that's a franchise so, opportunity. So Toronto's not joking about that. If we have to get a franchise Wingstop out here to keep Kawhi Leonard here, we're doing it. <laughs> so, wait, did y'all not care or not get my uh, General Fried Chicken? I did. Okay. I didn't get it. I didn't want to touch it, though. Damn. I didn't want to touch it. It's from the movie Undercover uh, Brother. Undercover Brother. Wow. I yeah. fucking love that movie. It was just on the other night. That was it. That's why it jumped understand. to my mind. I didn't want to touch it just because, you know, that's just really happy. <laughs> Niggas is getting their mind control through chicken? Not not through chicken, but through through what chicken the same emotion that chicken gives you. You know, other things give you that emotion. That's true. Of happiness. True. <laughs> but, satisfaction. Uh, <laughs> but there was also some cool sponsorships out there. I don't I don't think I didn't see any celebrities with my own two eyes. Because like the year before Brian Tyree Henry and Chris Tucker and Charles Gambino came through. Mm-hmm. Rudy pops up every once in a while because she graduated from Spelman. Um, once again, another person I don't want to just divulge everywhere he's been, but mm-hmm. the homie um, was out there. It's a good time. And we also, I created a playlist of stuff that was popular throughout my college career Okay, and shared it. So there's a ton of Gucci on there. There's a ton of Lil John. There's a ton of uh, Waka. Man, 04 to 08 was some Gucci. 
the amount of like music college kids listen to of Gucci is astounding. <laughs> Why do you say that? Like, Gucci which, is which, that nigga. What era of college kids? I got, mean, I don't, I don't. From your era to our era, like <laughs> straight up to now. Yeah, Fuck. probably. I, I don't know because we were the we were the the the, the lemonade and go ahead and we were Gucci's prom though. Gucci was our artist though. Yeah, yeah, that's one hundred percent true. And that's typically I mean Gucci's put stuff on the internet where college kids have nothing but access to the internet. So I still feel like Wake Up in the Sky, the current him Bruno Kodak, Kodak and that's it. Yeah. Isn't getting played as much as it's not, should be. but I also think that's Gucci's fault because every time I see Gucci on Instagram, he's playing basketball or in Miami, chilling. So true. Um, Enjoying life like he should. Be. No, I'm not mad at it at <laughs> all. But I'm saying like when you got the Bruno Mars single, time to hit the run, hit the ground again. You know, what I'm saying you don't get many of these opportunities. Yeah, true. And that I think that's for a movie too, though. Oh, okay. That yeah. So, um, but we were also the E40 uh, hyphy movement yeah. era. Like the, the resurgence, the resurgence, underappreciated. We were also we were. I feel like classic T Pain and Dream and Dream. Uh, I was never the biggest Dream fan, but that's also a personal. Just no, it's okay. Uh, Gorilla Zoe, I feel like is underappreciated for our era. Yeah, valid. Uh, I feel like we had some really good Wayne. We had Wayne. <laughs> yes, yeah, Wayne was ours at that time. And then my one of my of course D4L, but also one of my favorites, and I'll never forget Pretty Ricky. Oh yeah, wow. Pretty Ricky was my shit. You know, I'm surprised we don't have many kids now, <laughs> just because of Pretty Ricky, Dream, T Pain, and a little good. bit of leftover Acon. Oh yeah, too. You think any Pretty Ricky's on vinyl? Because mm-hmm. if I could follow Wild Oak with Pretty Ricky. <laughs> I don't think that Pretty Ricky vinyl is going to sound the same. Like it, it, the instrumentation for the Pretty Ricky is Pleasure P moaning. I don't think you need that on vinyl. <laughs> I don't think that. I don't think that pops for vinyl. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's so like I'll never forget the. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a record store of all these niggas with all these old records? You going to hey, have you guys got that Pretty Ricky in yet? Just imagine that reaction of niggas in the record store. You asked for pretty Ricky. They probably tell you at the wrong record store. <laughs> I want you to go into Criminal Records yeah. in East Atlanta and ask for Pretty Ricky. Yeah. Just for the, the entire fuck of it. Just do it, put it on Instagram. <laughs> They're nice in there, though. It's actually the Wax and Facts where I feel like they would be more condescending. For sure. I haven't been to Wax and Facts. Yeah, that's the one that's down the street a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I believe it. They, they have like more used records. You know who I, re- I rediscovered in... in this is sad that I, I liked this group from one song and a mixtape in college and then lost track of them until literally today. Mm-hmm. Then I found out they didn't they haven't released anything since 2015, mm. which hurt. There was a group out of Boston called The Dean's List. Never and they had a big song with Dear Professor. And <laughs> this sounds funny as shit. <laughs> with a Dean's actually, List. I actually, uh, but I also found that they changed their name to the King's Dead. So now are they, they are they putting music out now? No, they their last album came out in 2015. Hmm. They've been teasing the follow up to that album <laughs> since 2015. This is the song, and they're probably 
I don't think they can release this song because I'm guaranteeing the sample didn't clear, and that's what it is. Because the sample is actually from a country song. Um, I forget the name of the white man. Are they right? What year is this? 2011. Yeah, it sounds like a little left over loop over here. Yeah. yeah. So I enjoyed them. I found out, and I, I feel like the the rapping is okay, mm-hmm. but the production is actually really good. It's creative, and they're very creative. And I've been listening. I started listening today because, like I said, I found them last night. I was like, "Oh, whatever happened to this song?" Actually, I found. I was cleaning up <laughs> for homecoming and found the the mixtape okay. oh, on shit. a CD. Then you didn't know what to do with it, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to I had to dig out a CD drive. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so once I dug out the CD drive, um, my roommate, if you need CDs, she has a ton. <laughs> I believe it. Disaster! I don't. You know. <laughs> what are you gonna do with them? I don't know what she's gonna do with them. Um, I actually, I think I have a box of hers here, but that's all another set of events. That's just a whole other random ass set of events, but. Um, just refining them was interesting from college too. It felt good. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think we've covered damn near everything there is to cover. Yeah. There's some other topics like that I want to talk about in the future. More of cutting the cord. Um, more of I want to talk about these these electronic scooters that are everywhere. Oh yeah. Because I haven't talked about them yet, and we'll just talk about stuff in the future. But I appreciate you guys coming. Talk about stuff in the future. Hey man. Oh well, we're gonna have something to talk about with this vote. Hell yeah! The recount, yeah, you're the person who counts it. That's, that's great. Do we do we talk about that enough? How, I mean, how he's investigating? I feel like you told us the story. We didn't talk, and about then it. we kind of did. We definitely yeah. did talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you want to talk about it some more? No, no. another hour. No, <laughs> Just making sure people remember that we talked about how the. I'm gonna was- try to get the technology and possibly like the technology segment and the uh, TV segment out. Before the election, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is Tuesday, and then the rest of this another time, because I think this is two episodes worth because we've been recording for a fucking while. Yeah, um, it's not enough. For is there anything last words that you guys want to say about the election or anything else going on besides go fucking vote? Uh, yeah, um, go vote for sure, but also just. Start thinking about how much more of this bullshit you're going to put up with before you get to the point where you realize you got to do something else. Uh, go vote to start your activity within the the government, but don't go voting thinking you're about to make a change. Don't go vote thinking that's about to be your only civic responsibility. Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's, that's my point. Exactly. So don't go out there thinking I'm voting and I'm doing my civic duty where it's like, this ain't even a step in the right direction. This is a step as your introduction to what it is. Because if you enjoy your vote, doesn't count because you're running against the person who's counting them. So, good luck. But just go vote to, to to be a part of the process. People have done a lot for you to vote and be an equal partner or equal participant. Um, 
on the surface level. Yeah. So just do that, but realize that this is not even a step in the right direction. So it's a lot more to do. A lot more work to do. So, guys, once again, Bar Theory coming soon. It will be coming soon in a big way. Thank you guys for coming out. Uh, one day we'll get your, uh, your your other co-host in here. Yeah. When she's not doing makeup. <laughs> I, she should have just been here doing makeup, like cutting it in and out. Like right now we're applying this. Yep. Could have done the video. That would have been pretty good. I'm telling you, it'd be fire. We'll do it during, during Bar Theory. I'm and pretty then, sure they're like half naked. I don't think so. Are you, like, wait, are, you, are you complaining about that? I wouldn't have I'm, a problem I'm, with this. I'm just saying, like, they, they probably were, like, weren't comfortable oh. with us being oh, there. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, their thoughts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, we, everyone forgot. Like, nope, well, nope. what's the issue? Why were they here? Nope, like, well, nope. I didn't, they I, probably wouldn't want to be here. I didn't think about their thoughts. <laughs> I just was surprised that you were considering. <laughs> I just know why it didn't happen. I just I was concerned about it. They don't have to be. And they also don't have to. They could be fully clothed as makeup. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that's what they probably are. Like they getting their little PJs and they. <laughs> Man, you just had to keep talking. Like you had it, you had it. You, you had the moral high ground. You won, and then you kept talking, and you had to say they're in their little PJs, which is still okay. Okay, that's, that's it. <laughs> Thank you guys once again for coming through. This has been. Uh, another episode of Virtual Dopeness, and as I say every time I talk to you guys, be virtual and live.